Welcome to the Game Guide Podcast, your guide to the world of gaming. My name is Phil, and I'm glad to have you here today. Another light week for gaming news, so not too much to go over this week, but my voice is also a little bit sore. I had went to a party where there's a lot of loud music and I had to talk really loudly, and that's just what happens after you try to talk a lot at these parties and talk loudly, so I'm thankful that it's a quick week this week, but to get through this and to give my voice some rest soon. Mario Golf Super Rush has also gotten a free update in the weeks of free updates. We have a new ranked match mode along with Toadette being added as a playable character. The new course New Donk City has been released and they also improved motion controls. I haven't had a chance to play Mario Golf Super Rush since this update came out but it seems like it's at least nice to have these free updates for this game. We had a lot with the tennis game on Switch, so I'm assuming golf will get a fair amount of updates for moving forward. I have, I'm not sure about the motion controls as I haven't really played that, and I don't really think I really play with motion controls at all except for Splatoon 2, I think, and Mario Kart a little bit. But having a new course and having a new character is great, but what I wanted the most was a ranked match mode, so now I can actually try and do something to compete in the game. So Mario Golf Super Rush should bring bring me back at some point, just a matter of when. But enjoy that, and I enjoy all the new content. So keep putting out free content, Nintendo. I enjoy it. We talked about PlayStation numbers last week for sales, so now we're going to talk about Switch worldwide sales. So the Nintendo Switch has sold 89. 04 million units worldwide as of June 30th, 2021. In the last three months from June 30th, a total of 4.5 million Switch hardware and 45.28 million software were sold. If you keep track of these numbers, you might notice that the rate of Switches sold was a little bit lower this year compared to last year. And this was due to because, you know, Animal Crossing in the beginning of the pandemic, people were looking for stuff to do. And the easiest thing to do was to get Animal Crossing and get a Switch to play it on. So we don't have another catastrophe like the beginning of the pandemic this year, thanks goodness. But that just means that the rate of Switches and Switch games sold went a little bit less these past few months. And that's okay. For the top 10 best-selling first-party Switch titles, you have going from top to bottom, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, of course, Animal Crossing, Smash Ultimate, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Party, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, Splatoon 2, and then the newcomer, finally, Ring Fit Adventure, coming in at number 10 with 11.26 million units sold. I think I mentioned this in the podcast when we last talked about Switch numbers. I believe I talked about Ring Fit Adventure probably getting to the spot, and here it is, so that's great for it to be there. Nintendo also had some additional sales numbers with Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury selling 6.68 million units, New Pokemon Snap selling 2.07 million units, Mario Golf Super Rush selling 1.34 million, and Miitopia selling 1.04 million. So these are all million sellers, which is great, and they should be some nice evergreen titles, I imagine, especially for Pokemon Snap and Mario Golf if they keep adding new updates and content. I'm sure people also like Metopia and the things that it offers as well, so I'm sure that will continue to sell a bit as well. Don't know if they'll ever make it into the top 10 of, 
of games because that mean, would mean it'd have to sell more than 10 million, but it's something to dream for. Then one other piece of news I'll talk about, haven't really talked about Street Fighter too much, but I thought it was notable and something I want to talk about is that Street Fighter V just announced its final new content and recently announced its final new character of the final season of content where you have the character Luke being an entire new character that will be released in November with the characters Oro and Akira Kazuma launching on August 16th. I think what was interesting for Street Fighter V is that when it first launched, it only had 16 characters. But now with the five different seasons of DLC, you got an additional 30 characters. So now your roster is up to 46 characters, which, I mean, that's quite a lot. And that's almost double the amount of characters that you got in the initial base roster. In my mind, it seems that's kind of the money-making routine that you do with fighting games. Fighting games have never been really that successful. Like you can think of the main fighting games that are super popular, like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2, and Smash Bros, who like, people buy for the, the namesake. But fighting games just don't do as well. But with DLC, you can make quite a bit of profit from people who are dedicated to the game. And so I feel that the DLC route is going to be the way moving forward for fighting games. So even if you're initial starting roster might be small it'll get big over time but you're probably paying more than sixty dollars for this game which i can understand and stuff but i also just want a full roster and i want a complete roster as well i mean i will always accept new characters for games like smash ultimate but in the same rate i still want to make sure that games are complete as they are but if you're a street fighter fan you finally get to the end of the season but it seems that with the character Luke, it's somewhat teasing of a Street Fighter VI type game with how he's played and the story behind him. So that should be something we'll get to look forward to at some point to see how they handle Street Fighter VI after the more lukewarm initial reception that Street Fighter V had when it first came out. But looking forward to new fighting games and seeing what they have in store. This is also a light week in that there's not many game releases. There are some game releases, especially some games that were highlighted at E3, but they were kind of middling in review scores, like in the 60s and 70s. So I didn't really see it as prevalent to talk about it on this podcast. But I'm sure some people will be interested in that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is finally getting its DLC with The Siege of Paris. Of course, you have Assassin's Creed, which is available on... PlayStation 4 and 5, PC, and the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X will be getting its content on August 12th. And here with the Siege of Paris, you embark on a new series of quests in France area where you have the largest post-Roman barbarian kingdoms in Western Europe. You get new weapons, abilities, and gear and skills that will all be up for grabs and various infiltration missions as you do in Assassin's Creed enabling you to determine how exactly you want to go murdering about your assigned targets. Do you want to sneak around or do you want to go all in in an all-out attack? It's your choice to make in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the Siege of Paris. I don't know if it also will include the sightseeing tourist DLC that we saw at E3, but I hope it does. Because now you don't even need to get a plane ticket to fly over to Paris. You can just sit in the comfort of your living room with your favorite video game console and 
take a tour there and experience life as a as a villager. So I hope if you don't get this for the gameplay, you get it for the historical aspect. And now I want to take a brief period of time to talk about Pokemon Unite. Now, I do not have any prior experiences with MOBAs, mass multiplayer online battle arenas, before Pokemon Unite. I've seen gameplay and seen friends play League of Legends, but I haven't had any sort of experience beyond that. But I decided to try this first off because it's free and it also has Pokemon, which is what I have always want to see in the game. I want to see Pokemon in the game. Pokemon has been with me my entire life since Red and Blue, and so I've always just been growing up with the series, and it's just interesting to see all the different places that Pokemon has stuck its foot in. And so why not try the MOBA genre for the first time, but with Pokemon? So I'm sure this will be relatively easy to understand for MOBA players, but for people who aren't as familiar with MOBAs, the goal for this game, Pokemon Unite, is to gather energy to place into opponents' goals or baskets on their side of the field. You have two different sides of the field. You have your side and you have the opponent's side and they're symmetrical fields. And your job is to get to the other side and score on your opponent. You get energy by knocking out wild Pokemon you find throughout the arena and also beating up your enemies and stealing their energy. And you just go up to the basket goal area you hold down the X button, and then you score. While you're doing this, you're also looking to level up to get stronger, get more health, get more attack power, and you get that by beating up other Pokemon, whether they're human players or they are the wild Pokemon you can find, and you do other tasks like scoring goals to get experience. When you start off, you're just a simple level 1 Pokemon, and your methods of attacking are mostly just a simple auto attack, but you can also choose one special move. And then a couple lev levels later, you'll get to choose the other special move that you didn't get to choose before. Then as you continue to level up and grow stronger, you can upgrade your moves to more powerful variations and also replace them with stronger moves. You can even get the chance to evolve your Pokemon and maybe even gain a, sp a little speed movement boost if you are a Pokemon that evolves. So for example, we'll talk about Charizard. At you start off as a little Charmander that's walking around. After you level up enough, you evolve into a Charmeleon, and after that you evolve into a Charizard, and then you fly around, and it seems like you move faster. I haven't actually tested anything, but Charmander just seems slower compared to Charizard with moving around, but I might be wrong about that. But you start off with choosing either the move Flame Burst, which is a fire projectile you throw a little bit off, or Fire Spin, which is an area that you pick out that causes continuous damage to any Pokemon inside that little fire area. After you get both of those moves, you can then choose a choice to replace your Flame Burst with either Flamethrower or Fire Punch. Flamethrower is just a longer move variation of Flame Burst, but Fire Punch is more of a movement type move where you move forward and strike a Pokemon. So you choose either one of those, and then you choose a move to replace Fire Spin. Either Fire Blast, which is a stronger version of Fire Spin, or Flame Blitz, which is a kind of move forward again, but you also get a shield with that power. Once you choose your one of your two moves, you cannot go back, and you only get one of those choices. So you can't have Flamethrower and Fire Punch. You can only have Flamethrower or Fire Punch, and then you get Fire Blast or Flame Blitz and you can level up those abilities as you level up as well with a plus variation. 
You also get a special ultimate move, which is your called your Unite Attack, which is usually a very powerful move that you use in a pink to boost up your regular attacks or cause a status effect and then do some sort of other special powerful hit. So those are the basic rules and those are essentially the, your ways of attacking. You can also do various other things like get buffs for your Pokemon by beating up certain other Pokemon. And you can also find berries on the arena to heal yourself up or to move faster. And you can also interact with the environment like hiding in the grass and be invisible to your opponents so you can sneak out and attack them. Or jump in certain areas by sitting on a, a jump pad and waiting for Doug Trio to bounce you up further into the arena. You work with a team of four other players to get the highest score possible at the end of a 10 minute battle. In addition to all the things I mentioned, before you head into battle you can choose a standard item that you go into battle with like a potion or an X attack item to boost your attack and you also have held items that you equip onto your Pokemon. Once you get to level 10 with your trainer avatar you can have up to three held items and all these held items can also be leveled up. So with these held items you get additional boosts like boost to your health, boost to your attack, boost to your defense, boost to your chance to score a critical hit and you can level those up as well. Get all the materials you need for boosting up your held items through playing the game and accomplishing different missions. You have different types of style you can play as. You can play in standard 5v5 matches which are unranked matches anything goes. Have a good time. You also have ranked matches which are still 5v5 but they determine more of your rank in the system. You start off as a novice and then can get to a great and you can get to a master cup at the end of everything so it helps you match against other players that are similar to your skill rank. You also do quick battles which are usually shorter than the 10 minute matches. They might be around five minutes or so and you play them on different maps from the standard and ranked matches and they're often 4v4 or 3v3. So those are a little bit faster if you don't want to work on the other things if you don't want to have a 10 minute match and they're also just a nice time to try out some other Pokemon and if you don't like the chaotic nature of having five Pokemon go up against five Pokemon at a time you can do something a little bit simpler. Beyond the core gameplay you can do other things like purchase new outfits for your avatar character to put on and customize your character and you can also get some costumes for your Pokemon to wear. Everything in the game can be earned through in-game currency that you get through accomplishing missions and playing the game, but you can also purchase everything that you need with real-life money. So please be careful and don't get sucked in too much into investing in the game with your money. The game is free, as they say, free to start, but that doesn't mean you have to give them money. So please understand. There are currently 21 different Pokemon that you can choose to play as with more on the way. As of this recording, Blastoise has yet to be released, but you have five different types of Pokemon that you can choose from that are categorized as Attacker, Speedster, All-Rounder, Defender, or Supporter. And the Pokemon are also subcategorized into Melee or Ranged, and also have a difficulty level, such as for Novice, or for Intermediate, or for Expert. I don't know how true that is. For example, the Pokemon Zeraora is supposed to be expert, but I was able to use him as a novice, no problem. To give you an idea of what kind of Pokemon you have for each category, in the attacker category you have Cinderace, Cramorant, Alolan Ninetales, Venusaur, Greninja, P, 
PQ and the newest addition, Gardevoir. For Speedster, you have Gengar, Absol, Talonflame, and Zeraora. All rounders are Charizard, Lucario, Machamp, and Garchomp. Defenders are Slowbro, Crustle, and Snorlax. And supporters are Mr. Mime, Eldegoss, and Wigglytuff. I have not played with many of these characters, but the characters I have played as with the most are Charizard, Zeraora, and Garchomp. I played one game with Alola Ninetales in order to complete a mission, but those are the ones I have played as. It's kind of a little bit bizarre to me where the speedsters seem a lot more like attackers to me, which is how much I see them going after players and such, but if they want to categorize as the way they did, that is okay by me. As I said before, I'm not a MOBA person. I haven't gotten into MOBAs, and seeing a game like League of Legends is always scary and terrifying to me. Always seeing League of Legends and other games has just always turned me off a little bit from them. But I think what I enjoyed about Pokemon Unite is that it's a very simple game to understand and get into. Even watching a couple gameplay footage from some YouTube footage and things, it just it seemed easy enough to understand where you go, beat up some Pokemon, go and beat up some enemies, and then you're good to understand. So it's a simple game to look at, and it's easy enough to just move around. It doesn't seem like there's extra things that I have to worry about. Just if I see something to beat up, I beat it up, and then I try to score. It seems simple enough. Mechanics seem to be drawn from Pokemon as well, so I can relate to that experience, such as leveling up and getting new moves. So it's nice to have the familiarity with everything. I also enjoy that communication with teammates is pretty minimal. Probably one of the bigger things that turns me off of League of Legends is just seeing the chat and you see people insulting each other and hurling bad words at each other but with Pokemon Unite you can't do that you have preset messages that you can send to people and you can ask for people's support or defend or keep up with the pressure and that kind of stuff but they're all presets so you can't really turn anyone off with your foul mouth or your language of course if you know friends you can talk with them however you want but at least with random people it's easy to enjoy this game without people getting salty I'm sure many people get salty and start swearing at their TVs, but I don't have to worry about that. Another thing I think I enjoy about MOBAs is that, now this may sound a bit sacrilegious to some PC players, but I always prefer playing with a controller versus using a keyboard and mouse. I think this, that's just how I grew up playing things and how I experience things. I just always play games on console, so I'm very used to having a controller in my hand where I'm just not used to playing games on a PC. I can get sort of used to it playing on a PC, but the idea of trying to have all these different buttons on a keyboard just always throws me off, because I also often get my hand out of position and I'm clicking the, the wrong buttons on a keyboard. But if, with a controller, I know where the buttons are, so I can always press things. And so it's much more consistent for me to play with a controller rather than get onto a, a keyboard and play with that and use the mouse to move around and things. Of course, if I tried enough, I could get used to a mouse and keyboard, but I don't have time for that, so a controller works out well for me, and it's the reason I can play Pokemon Unite and get into it fairly quickly, I think, compared to trying to do League of Legends or anything. And I think the other thing about Pokemon Unite is that it's free. I just downloaded it, and here I am. It's That's really helpful to have with the game. Now, this game will get released on the phone devices at some point which you can understand why it wants to be a free game there but at least for 
myself and myself playing on consoles, having that game be free is very nice to have. A few things that I don't enjoy about Pokemon Unite. The first thing is really paying to win. This game has a problem with paying to win, where you have the held items that you can get. Even with the upgrade I did with the in-game with the in-game credits that I can get, I can't really level up my items to be the best that they can be. But with paying to win and putting in a few hundred dollars, you can upgrade your items easily and have a at least a moderate advantage over your opponents. That's really unfortunate to have in a game like this. But if you're looking to be the best competitively that you can, you just have to deal out with the money, which that is what I don't want to do. There also seem to be some Pokemon that are much more overpowered that make the others obsolete. For example, I think of Pokemon like Gengar and Zeraora and Cinderace and Machamp who are a lot stronger. And then I look at Pokemon like Slowbro and Mr. Mime who haven't really gotten too much going for them. Of course, they did have a recent update and that helped out some Pokemon such as Wigglytuff to be more relevant in the gameplay, but there still seems to be a balancing issue where if I'm up against four other players and I'm playing as Zero Aura, you would think I wouldn't be able to take them, but if I have my Unite move and the ability Discharge, I can take out those four enemies fairly easily before they can even take me down once. So that's a bit of a problem, I feel. I don't think uh, one Pokemon should be able to take out four other human players at once if they're all bunched together. But that's how it is right now, and I'm sure they're going to start doing that with other update patches. They did that with Gengar already, where they nerfed him a bit, and they nerfed some other Pokemon. But we'll get other patches, I think, moving forward that can help with this. The other thing I do not enjoy right now is that two minutes at the end of the match, in the center of the field, Zapdos appears. And whoever beats Zapdos gets a bonus where they get heals, they get a lot of energy to score, and their opponent's goals become completely defenseless. In normal gameplay, you depending on how much energy you have, you have to hold the X button at the goal, and it takes some time to actually score. But you can score instantly if their goals are undefended due to Zapdos' power. So you can have up to 50 energy, you score... On the goal, you get a double bonus, also with it being the last minutes of the game, and so you score 100 points on your opponent. If you have three other teammates to do that, that's 300, 400 points that you got there, then all of a sudden that turns the tide of battle when games are usually between 300 and five or 600 points, I would say. So it usually, and it has been for my experience, where just about every game that has gone on, whoever beat up Zapdos, Whichever team did that, they won, no matter how much we were in the lead or anything. So it's a very unbalanced mechanic. And so if you just go for Zapdos and beat him up, then you win the game. Versus if no one went for Zapdos and you have 50 energy, then you have to wait a really long time at the goals in order to score. And if someone hits you, then you're interrupted with scoring a goal and then you have to do that all over again. But if you have just tons of enemies around the goal, as long as you get to the goal hit X instantly, 100 points on the board. So that's a really big problem, and I hope that they change that up in some way. I don't know that you can really change the upgrading your items part with the pain to win, but you can certainly balance the Pokemon and also change how Zapdos works. But overall, I think it was a nice game, and I think if you just have some extra space on your Switch and want to try it out, I would 
do so just to experience it because there's nothing holding you to just deleting it off your Switch later. So if you haven't tried MOBAs or if you just want to see how Pokemon would do things for a simpler MOBA, you can certainly try that. Now, everything said, do I think that I will get into MOBAs? No, I don't think I will be a fan of MOBAs from this. Just from hearing people talking about MOBAs and talking about this game, it seems that this game is supposed to be very addicting, but I have just not had that experience with Pokemon Unite. I don't know how much I'll play Pokemon Unite outside of what I've played for this review, but I'm sure I'll go to it a little bit from here and there, especially if there's a one of my favorite Pokemon gets added or anything. But I did appreciate the experience, and it helped open my eyes about how I feel about MOBAs and my th thoughts overall on the genre. So that's all I have for this week. Thank you for joining me once again. If you have any thoughts, questions, or concerns, or insults, send them to me at GameGuyPodcast at gmail.com. I may not be back next week, we will see, but in case I am, I'll see you next week. But if not, then I'll just see you next time, whenever you listen in again. Catch you later, and thank you for listening. Farewell. <laughs>